In this episode, John and I ramble on about other miscellaneous stuff besides the U.S. Open. So I hope you enjoy it. We kind of went a little bit off track. We talked a little bit about hockey. We talked a little bit about football. We talked a lot about the U.S. Open. We talked a lot about golf, professional golf. We love Brooks Kepkake this week. We also love uh, Xander Shoffley and a number of other players. So hope you like episode 31. Get into it. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hey, guys, real quick before we get into the episode, want to just give a shout-out to, of course, uh, Fanatics and Fanatics.com, uh, where you can get your officially licensed everything. We appreciate them being the uh, powering the Faded Golf podcast. Uh, you, the St. Louis Blues won the championship. You can get your champions St. Louis Blues hats if you're a big St. Louis Blues fan, of course, at Fanatics.com. Um, but uh, if you're into any other sports, of course, uh, the MLB, the NHL, the NFL, uh, all that stuff's coming up. Get your gear at fanatics.com. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Faded Golf Podcast. As always, I am here with my compadre, Mr. John Falkenberg. Hello, sir. How you doing, Mark? Very good. Uh, we are, uh, it's U.S. Open week, and... You know, there's we're we're basically going to focus this week, oh, basically one almost 100 percent on talking about the U.S. Open because we could focus 100 percent on that, but we could also focus on what happened last night. Well, we we'll touch on that too. Um, I, I <laughs> so one so one thing that we've talked about I think a lot is that we we don't want to be no laying up. We don't want to try to be um, necessarily the you know barstool guys where we're just covering pro sports is like that. That's our primary thing that we do. However, ma- the majors in golf and and we've we've both agreed at this point, And you can correct me if I'm wrong. We get excited about the majors. Yes, a hundred percent. So week to week. Thank great job, Kevin Na for winning. You know, great job last week for I don't even do you, I, who won last week. What tournament was it? Last, obviously, uh, Jack's tournament, fantastic. Rory, you know, Rory. Obviously, oh yeah, Rory dominated the Canadian Open. But here, think about how quickly I couldn't even pull that up off the top of my head that Rory won last week and killed everybody. But I don't, we get I don't even think I don't even think you need to, you know explain that. I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's just we don't do we're just not those guys. We just talk about normal crap. Yep. And we just talk about hack golf and then we because the normal guys, they look at the majors and they get really interested. Week to week, you go talk to the guy like who won? But well, they know who they know who won the Masters and they know who won the PGA. Absolutely. Well, some people know who won the PGA. Who was it? Oh, there he is. Cupcake Cupcake. Cupcake they Bruce. both our asses. Bruce. I like I love I, I really like I've, Brooks. I've become a big fan of You know of what? Bruce. Uh, so I was with um Coach. We just call him Coach. He's been on the episode. Well, he's been on twice. Yep. Uh Coach Bryant. Was talking with him today. He's he had a good insight and I kind of was leading into thinking this is how Brooks Kepka He's almost created this persona for himself. I don't even think he believes some of the shit he says. No. I don't even think he believes it, but you know what? 
roll with it. Like no, 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 it's it's you're right. It's the character. It's the persona that he's like now. He's like he's created it. He's he is like he has become. We got a live interview right now. I'd almost like to hear what I he's. I kind of want to see what he's. But saying hold on, too. just turn it up. We can we could have a little. Well, uh, we'll do talk? it later. I tell you what, we'll we'll do it in a minute. But um, we'll go back to it and maybe we'll we'll comment on it next week. But I think uh, here's my thing with. Oh look at that shot, um, with uh, Bruce is that. He's he's essentially created this character that is he is on the verge or on the edge of being arrogant, but he he just walks that line so well. He kind of claims he's um, he says, "Hey, I'm just a regular guy." That's what he says. I'm a regular Correct. guy. But he but, but he that, says, but he then g- he makes statements like, "I don't understand why everybody's complaining." Like it, we all play the same golf course. Like you know what I mean? Like, like, dude, you guys are idiots. Like that that stuff. I believe he actually kind of. Ble- but then the stuff he was saying, like, like I don't think about anything else when I'm out there. I don't think about the next shot. I don't think about any other majors. That's bullshit. Bullshit. That's just horseshit. You're, dude. You want to win? You're gonna start thinking about like. Well, I think what he doesn't do is he doesn't he doesn't treat the majors as any more important than any other time when he's going out and playing. And I think that's kind of the key. And you and I, I think any golfer can relate to that. I think I that. actually disagree with that. And I don't mean it disrespectfully at all. Okay. Because no, he, all the his peers, including like Dustin Johnson, all the guys, and Dustin Johnson is like his best bud. He goes, he was quoted today. I heard him say it, or yesterday when he was on the it, like an interview for the practice round. He goes, he just gets up for majors. Okay. He, he just, he rate that, that's what his peers So say. you think he actually dials in. Dials in. See, and, I, and I look at it as a different way for this in that I think he treats it, I think he treats every round he plays as like it's a round of golf. Here's why I disagree, again, just from my own opinion, not from his peers, but there's several of his peers that say that, is that he's got six wins. Four majors. So, but so where he comes from, and he said this in the last one, is that he believes mentally that so many other guys put so much pressure on themselves in the majors that that's why he, because he treats it the same way, he's already a step ahead of them. Jack kind of thought the same way. Yes. Jack, he 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 would say like, it was just all right." Well, we talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago. Like, he played the numbers game. He's like, "All right, here's go half the field, no chance." Basically, because it's too much pressure for them to be in the major at this point. Another percentage of people, he's just going to beat because he's better than them. And then another percentage of people, again, I I really feel like it's just him going. I'm just treating this like another round of golf, regardless of the tournament. And I think every golfer can relate to this in that when I go out and I play in the friendly round, of course I want to go out and play well. I always want to play well. I'm going to post a score. I want to uh, I want to fuck my handicap up and try to get it down to like a one or something like that where I have then no chance at winning anything anytime. But I still am striving to like shoot par. I'm always striving to shoot par, if not better. And... Um, I think he he just goes out and looks at it a little bit differently, much like when you and I would go out to like let's say uh, our club championship, like, and maybe this is me because I'm a mental midget or whatever. 
but I think it's most golfers. They go out and play with their guys on their regular weekly game, and they go out and they just play their game. But they show up knowing they have to put everything in, and they want to make sure they don't have penalty strokes and crap, and they choke in the club championship. And I think that's kind of what his comparison is to a degree in that, like, yeah, I get it. We play every single week, whether it's a Canadian Open or Jack's tournament or somewhere in Texas or whatever it is, but I look at it just like any other tournament. I liked how I would read, like, Jack's quotes and just read about him and his psychology. Jack, he's like one of those – he's just a guy that had things in perspective. Oh. So he knew, like, he just, like, golf is just a game. Yep. He's like, if I, if I screw, he's like, I'm good. He, he knew he's really good, but he's like, if I screw up, so what? I still got my wife and kids. These, well, I mean, I, I think there's a lot. I'm not saying many of these guys, their families are their number one thing, but they, there's so much, like, importance put on it. Yep. And I'm going to kind of, like, jump over to another sport to kind of, like, relate what we're talking about. So, um, you know, with, with Kevin Durant rupturing his Achilles. So the president up there crying. Did you see that? No. The president of Golden State Warriors of the basketball operation was crying, you know, about that going. And he was kind of taking some blame. Um, because he probably pushed him to play. Pushing him to play, but crying. But so I'm just, put things in perspective. We're talking about a ruptured Achilles. The guy's guaranteed $100, $200 million, no matter what, not if he plays or not. He's not going to die. He's not going to, you know, he's going to play, probably even play basketball again. And you're, it's just, it's just kind of, people need to pump the brakes sometime. (laughs) Pump the brakes. Seriously. Do you agree with that? 100%. You're up there crying about a guy that ruptured. Like, that sucks. But there's there's just so much. It's like, dude, you need to really get out. Yeah, like, get out. There's. Go check some shit out. Go go see some. Go into a, a hospital for a half an hour. Right. Seriously. It, but I think I a mean, lot. I mean, Drake, you know, on the side of the the sideline, being like, "Oh man, oh," I'm like, "Dude, don't even act like you really care." Because do you think Drake's any bit of an athlete at all? Great question. We're going to research that. We need to research that. Because, I mean, he's obviously this I don't huge think so. super fan. I, my guess is that guy no. can't even freaking hit a jumper. No. no, I don't think so. And I think uh, I think he's more like a Spike Lee. Spike Lee can't play sports. You kidding no. me? He sits on top of a rim. That's yeah. the best he can that's do. Ever. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the only time he touched the rim. Mm-hmm. Well, what was that character's name in the Jordan commercials? I can't remember what uh, it was. Uh, Mars. Mars Blackman. Mars Blackman. Mars Blackman. That's what right. would he call? What would he call? Would he call Marty? Call Mars? Would Spike Lee call? What would he call Jordan? Oh, I, well, I can't remember what he called Jordan. He called he, Jordan in something. Yeah, he had like a nickname for him. Yeah, we'll have to Google dude, that. Was, those those commercials were dude, awesome. I, dude, I bought shoes because of those commercials. Those they were, were really good. Fantastic. Uh, and it was a wow. We that was good digression there. I kind of like that. We like but, went we, we went other sport. But uh, we went other game. sport. But I just wanted to relate it because it's you know I can see it's going on right now. But no, back, I, back I, to back to cupcake. Back to cupcake. I I we, we are. I love cupcake. I no, I really do too. He's becoming. I'm, he's he's God, becoming more. Dude, he's he's borderline like my favorite player right now. Borderline. I told that to Alex last night. My kid. Because 
He, I mean, and I know, I mean, I know you're a big spice, spice <sighs> guy, and and but and, I, I really and, like and you know, you know my stance on Tiger. I think Tiger. And you're I don't, a Ricky, I don't, and you're a Ricky guy. I, I, but he, I, he's a mental. Midget. I love Rick, but I like Rick because he's the casual, like he. Rick's like the guy that we could be like best buddies with. I, I just, I truly feel that way. Does Rick have the? Does he have the length anymore? Oh yeah, he still bombs it. I mean, not Phil Mickelson bombs, but like I think he still bombs it. Here's the thing: I don't think you and I would be like really good friends with Kepka, but I think you and I could be like really good friends with Fowler. See, I think you would be really good good friends with Fowler. Actually, I think both of us would be good. Yeah. Friends. I think I'd be good friends with Kepka. Yeah, maybe you're more of a meathead. <laughs> I'm just more of a, like commodity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just kind of whatever. Yeah. But the problem is, is he hangs out with uh, Johnson, and oh, I, I got couldn't do I can't that. I couldn't I couldn't deal. actually Johnson's probably awesome. Probably get yeah, she is kind <laughs> of probably awesome. <laughs> probably. No, I, I you know what? They would round us out. Those two, those two Jamokes would totally round us out. I would if I had a choice to play golf with like a couple guys. It those two would Kepka and Johnson would be up near the top. But, I'm saying like as a not like one, but as two. Yep. Because those two like each other, so they give them, yep. they'd be giving shit. What if we played? What if we played Kepka and Johnson in like a match? So, I I've thought about that. So they would they're probably like what plus sixes? No, whatever. They'd have to give us like at least ten three shots aside. I mean, probably minimum probably ten or nine. Yeah. So like we're if we're both a three. I mean, at Chatham, they don't a ton. But. So we're both a three. Yep. They would have to give us probably eight shots. I mean, because yep. the, yeah, they're probably plus fives, right? Oh, I would think, yeah. I mean, that's... Minimum. Like, so they're plus fives. Eight shots. We'd get four aside. Yeah. That's, that would sound about right. I think we could hang at four aside. Yeah. From the tips. Yeah. I think we'd be all right. It'd be fun. Could you see like DJ and Brooks? I do, I, I do think though, if they came out here and played us, like I think they would just freaking tear it up. Oh my god! Because it, it doesn't play long at all. Like I mean, they would just bomb driver right down the freaking do middle. You think either one of them could hit the green on number three? And you th- think about think about a casual. Uh, think about how good these guys are, and when they go to play a casual round, like how they just like swing even more freely. And like they just probably just crush it. I mean, just Brooks probably plays worse because he doesn't concentrate. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that uh, I think DJ's the way. Like if he's super relaxed, you can't beat him. I think that's why he plays well in non-majors because it's like he, I think he has this different mentality and like he he knows he's better than everybody else pretty much in the field, and um, He's like, he's like, and it's just like a random tournament. He's like, I'm just gonna freaking beat driver and freaking kill everybody. And that's I, awesome. I, when I saw that statistic or the survey of all the peers that like was saying, hey, who's the guy that like stands at the most with most talent? It was him. Like, it wasn't even close. He doesn't putt as well as everybody else, though. No, but they said just his overall ability. Oh yeah, was just what's that right there? We got Tiger Woods on Tiger, 18. one under, not bad. All right. That's so, um, so yeah. So what? Uh, let, let's move into the U.S. Open a little bit. Um, we kind of we we kind of went all over the board for the last fifteen minutes there on just random players we like and whatever else. But 
Um, I, I love uh, uh, any tournament in California where we can watch some primetime golf. That one, that, that to me, being a Midwestern, East Coast time, uh, so great. Like right now, it is, what, it's 10 o'clock and we're watching key groups playing on 18. Like that, that to me is phenomenal. Like I love being able to do that. I, I, I don't know. That, uh, when is the last tea time on Sunday? Uh, we're we're going to be watching the final group finishing at like nine ten o'clock. It's going to be great. They don't even start till like five o'clock. I don't even think the rounds start. Or the coverage even starts till five o'clock. I'll probably have to smoke some wings. That's actually a tremendous idea. I know I can't play golf with you on Sunday, but we should smoke some wings and watch some freaking golf. Some, some on wings one on of the, our on one of our porches. One porch or the other. Yeah. So we could have a wing smoke off. Ooh. You could do the green egg. Yes. The green egg does excellent wings. Uh, I've I've been a big fan of my. Traeger's pretty that. solid too. I, I bet they, I bet so. Did you? Yeah. No, you weren't over there. You I'm, you missed the wing night when we had I the wing game night. six of the Blues game. You didn't come over. No, I did not. By I the ended way, up watching it with my kid. By the way. Hey. Did anybody hear? Yeah. It's a hockey team out of St. Louis that won. Um, if if you're familiar with what we've talked about in the past, you'll know that we are hockey fans as well. John being uh, having lived in St. Louis for how many years again? About fifteen. About fifteen years. Um, is a supporter of the Blues, staunch. And uh, as we've talked about, if there was a professional hockey team or team uh. here in Indianapolis, we would totally have season tickets. But um, Blues is there a minor league team? Absolutely. Here? Yeah, the Fuel. Do you have you? Do you ever go? Yeah, it's fun. It's 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 worth it's worth going to once a season, just to like get a hockey experience, like a live hockey experience. I think it's totally worth going. I mean, to season. I mean, it's quality hockey, right? Oh, dude, these guys are fast. They're good. They're not. They're obviously not at the same level, but they're good. It's yeah. worth it's worth going to. Um, but the uh, um, Blues, the Blues, totally dominated last night. Game seven. I mean, like they didn't even give the Bruins a chance, and I and and Rask, I got to give him credit, dude, has been was a phenomenal goalie throughout the season or and throughout that series specifically, and but last night I asked you before they had her number. I asked they you had before, number. I had they you before that game. Said so who are you gonna take, Rask or Bennington? You said Rask. Yep. And you know what? That's not an unpopular pick. And of course I'm going to take Bennington. Of course, of course I'm going to take Bennington. Bennington was incredible last night. So what happened? I will tell you, and I know we're getting off on on uh, hockey here. What happened in Game Six, where all the pucks bounced into the positions to help get goals against the Blues, it didn't happen in Game Seven. And what ended up happening is that Bennington was able to get more straight on shots. He was able to have. Uh, um, more time to make some saves and some things like that, and he played phenomenal. Um, he didn't have weird bounces, weird looks, those kind of things. Th- there was a few extra benefits for him to be able to essentially have a shutout, which I don't even know how they ended up getting a goal toward the end. But, um, it, but then the Blues got all the breaks, but I thought they played more physical. Um, I thought, uh, as you and I would notice, though, Early on in the game, they did not get enough pucks on net, but they started pushing that later in the game, and I loved it. 
that Ryan O'Reilly, or is it Ryan O'Reilly, I think? The guy that won the, what's the award called? Smythe. Smythe. Yeah. Um, it's a have you read, have you read the, the backstory on him? Like, when he got traded from the Buffalo Sabres? It's so great. Like, he wasn't going to make the team. I mean, it's just it, the story of what those guys did. Pretty cool. It's awesome. We like hockey. We're not, but we're not going to talk too much about it. Congratulations to the Blues. Because because Mark likes the Blackhawks, but that's okay. Whatever, man. He, you know what? You were you were a good supporter of the Blues, though. For a guy Dude, that was objective, you were a supporter. Here's the thing: um, nobody outside of Boston wants to see a Boston team win any other championships. I mean, that cocky ass billboard I showed you. Oh my God! It's been 108 days. Drought since our last championship. Let's win another one. Like that's just fucking. That's that's terrible. Like Boston's had enough. They're they're time. It's time for them to have a drought. Well, they just got a they just got a little punch. No, they didn't get a punch. They still even made it to the goddamn championship. Here's my thing. They keep even getting. They make the playoffs every year. They do it. I'm like, dude, dude. Do you know? That there's no kid under the age of twenty that hasn't seen the the Patriots make the playoffs, let alone. So we talk about winning. Like that, this is a thing. You talk about winning in sports, and people talk about how, oh man, people from Boston, like they've seen so many championships. The Patriots have been in the playoffs every year for like twenty fucking years. That's insane. Was it consecutive? It's insane. It I, I, I'm not even going to Google it right now. It's close enough for me to say that they've been in the playoffs for 20 so, years. So here, I will call it. Like, Do you know how many teams Brady, don't make the playoffs Brady, ever? Brady's. It's, 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 the, that dynasty is, is, is done. It's not happening. Well, when Brady's done, Belichick's done. And so you're how not old only. How Brady now? 41. 41? No, he's. 40? It's, it's not happening. It's not happening this year. He might even be 42. I don't even know. Dude, he, it's not happening. He's my age. It's yeah, crazy. but it's not happening this year. I, don't, I, I can't say that. I, last year, I thought they were done, too. And, I'm, and they freaking won. So Colts are going to be solid. I hope so. I think they're going to be I really, really good. I really hope so. I, I think the, I think the, ch- the chefs are going to be good again, too. Why? Dude, the Mahomes? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's good. Dude, he's freaking money. Do they keep a line around him? I mean, if if they keep mu- and then I don't know, Mahomes is really good, and it comes down to quarterbacks. Andrew Luck's good, Mahomes, Tom Brady's good, Mahomes. Mahomes is really good. Like it comes would down you to take, quarterbacks. Would you take Luck or Mahomes? Woo. Woo. I know you would say, "Hey, I love Luck," but like right now, like the youth of Mahomes, I take Mahomes. Mahomes is going to give you at least 10 more years. I mean, like, minimum. Yeah, he's so good. Like, Lux, Luck, if we get good five years out of him, I think we'll be happy. I just don't know how much more. Because he's probably, he's in his, like, uh, what is he, like, 28, 29? We'll probably get six, seven more years. Maybe. But Mahomes, you got, like, 10, 15 years out of him. Yeah, I, you're thinking, like, you're you're being, like, a business. But, like, oh, I mean, just, like, prime versus prime. Yeah, Mahomes is good, dude. He's good. I agree with that. So good. When you think, when I think of quarterbacks this past year, 
the guys that stand out the most, he is it. Oh, he's just, he's no. He's kind of like Michael Vick, you know, like that kind of. But but with better accuracy and and, and, and yes, and a, and a better like eye for the field and like what, like Vick had an arm. I mean, dude had an arm. Vic but was like just he an would, amazing but athlete. Absolutely. But he would make decisions at times that you'd kind of go, hmm. What are you doing? Mahomes like makes better like decisions. Like he knows when to run out of bounds. He knows when to throw it away. And then he still makes just the most amazing athletic passes and plays. I, I don't know. He's amazing. He's 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 the future of the league right now. I mean, that is that is who you gotta believe is is um, somebody that that you get, people are going to want to try to be like. We've we've digressed. <laughs> we do. We've gone into multiple sports now. Anyway, so uh, U.S. <laughs> Open, uh, Tiger Woods just finished a one that, under. That was our main focus. I know. Hey, well, um, who's get Mark? Who who's your picks this week? You know, I I so um, I think going into this week with Rory winning last week, I really I I'm very hot on Rory. He he finished three under today on Thursday. Um, I think he's in a very good position. The leaders at f- are at five. Uh, I I also like Brooks, of course. I mean, that's kind of like the easy pick is to is to take Brooks. Um, I like. Did Shaw- we figure out DJ? Where's he at right now? Um, no, I don't know if we did. Um, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson. Um, I liked. I did like. Uh, I liked the guys who have been winning in recent weeks. So like I liked Kevin Na, Cantley, um, I like Rory. I, I always like you guys who have been like kind of my pick is hot. Xander this week. And so Xander Shoffley, that's my pick. He was my um my second pick in the draft for he's, he's my pick. Dustin is even par, by the way. Um I I like Xander, especially after day one. And I and I I tell you what, I will pull for Ricky Fowler all freaking weekend though. That dude is so consistent. He plays really good golf week after week. He he struggles on Saturdays and Sundays, especially Sundays, especially when he has a lead. I'd actually like for him to be like three back, two or three back and not in the first group, you know, not in the leader group on Sunday. So that he feels like he's going out there, like just trying to place again, but hopefully he then has like a good round. Like I don't, I don't want him. He could win, man. I, I he could win. He's a golfer, man. The dude, he's one of the best putters on. I love his putting stroke. I love the way he sets up to the ball. I don't know. There's so much good stuff See, about Rick. I, I think, you know, more so nowadays, and I think in older days, like there's so much emphasis put on the mental side now. Yep. So. And I don't. I think his mentality is fine. I mean, just it just comes down like, hey, there's some guys that are just better. I mean, there's better golfers than Ricky. That's a fact. There's a better golfers. He's really good. Yep. He does like if you look at like every He's part. Consistent. If you man. look, yeah. If you look at every part of his game, it's good. Yep. It's not like amazing except his putting. So if he can hit the greens, he doesn't have any flare shots. Yeah, hits fairways, he can win. fairways and greens. He's his got putting, a, a his huge, putting is stupid. his putting's always good. If he hits fairways and greens, the guy can keep it going. His putting is the his best part of his game. I think he gets up and down better than a lot of people because a of his bunker putting. Bunker players, yep. his bunk, he's in, 
Is he the he's best just got part? a good touch. You can just tell by the way he, he gets around the greens. But I don't. I think sometimes he gets a little off on irons and and tee shots and stuff. And we'll see how it goes today, but uh, or this week. But um, I guess he's not tied for the lead. I didn't even realize Justin Rose uh, just posted six under, which uh, I just missed. I'm, we must have missed that. So uh, kind of cool doing our episode here um, as like a first impressions after day one versus like a preview. Um, I think the the course itself at six under, I I like. I mean, so um, there's obviously all this talk about how the U.S. Open fucks up golf courses, and I think you and I talked about we've whether it's offline or last week. How do you fuck up Pebble Beach? From what I've seen so far, they haven't. So USGA and, could. And here's the thing: who gives a shit about like trying like par? I feel like they too often what they do is they try to set up the course so that like it defends par by making not only the the rough long, but they then they try to make the greens like so firm that balls don't even hold the fucking green. Who gives a shit? But I think Pebble Beach like literally told the USGA to go fuck themselves because they're not. They're not. They're gonna, not going to let them burn it out. They're not going to burn it out. They're yeah. Gonna fuck they're not going to let. They're, they're not going to do it. It's not, like, dude, it's, not, it's not Chambers yeah. Bay. We charge seven hundred dollars a round to play a round of golf here. You're not going to burn my greens out. Yeah. They're like, did yeah. You, did you see see that finger? Yeah. You yeah. shit. Go fuck. You know yeah. what? You're still. Are you still with All the right, US Open here? Grow at the grass. Fine, because we can cut that later. Dude, but. they're spinning balls on the green. They're coming back, and that doesn't happen at U.S. Open. So what I like about that is that it shows. I I like what I like about professional golf is i think these guys should be able to show that when they're playing well when they're playing well that they score and you know what five under six under means that you hit enough fairways or you got up and down out of shitty lies or you hit it close enough on some greens that you got some yourself some birdies and this that's is fantastic. odd for us open now i just was starting to think about that the scores oh these guys i mean When's the last time you ever seen that at a U.S. Open? I mean, is the U.S. Open going to end up with a winner at 15 to 20 under? No. This weather's going to change. Hmm? They had no wind hardly today. Well, yeah, well, you can't get windy out there. I mean, you know, what's that par three that's like downhill that's short? Uh, is it 12? 12. Well, like Curtis Strange and um, Azinger, they were talking – like their irons, like they were talking back and forth, like what's the longest iron you had in that hole? They both said it had six irons one time. From 130 yards, 135 yards. Like 110. <laughs> That's awesome. Like it has six irons. Yeah, it gets, it gets crazy. How the hell is that even possible? That's windy. But, I, but I, having not played out there, I know I've talked to people that have, that, and not even necessarily at Pebble, but whether they're playing Spanish Bay or Pebble or... Um, what's the Punta Espada. Oh, Espada was windy. Um, but, uh, you know, you're, they're playing those courses out there, and they've played, like, in two, three club wins. So it, it doesn't shock me. Well, we need to go play it. Uh, yes. Those scores are not normal, though, for a U.S. Open, though. No. I, I don't think I've ever seen them that low. Have you? Um. I, we'd have to go back to the archives. But, again, I mean, this, we're is, not, this we're is, not, is why we're not no-laying up and we're not the golf channel, so... Uh, we don't expect to have a bunch of data. Who the hell is Nate Lashley? I have no idea. Nate, right. Is he in there? He was like four under. Nate Lashley? Uh, yeah, who, who the, who's that? I don't that? even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> it's awesome. 
Gotta love the U.S. Open. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I just, I, I like this tournament. Um, I don't. Uh, I think the PGA Championship has a deeper field because they let, I mean, almost every pro plays in that one. Um, uh, I did notice that uh, a PGA professional um, that didn't play in the PGA Championship but qualified for the U.S. Open, Zach Blair, uh, is in last place as of today. So congratulations, Zach. Um, That's awful. I think you need to keep focusing on the Buck Club. But we, um, I need to figure out if he made it through the qualifier. No, because if he did, he qualified and is that so? He didn't get. He wasn't exempt. Correct. No, he wasn't. He. That's qualified. impressive that he. Did. No, it is. I actually kind of feel bad for him. I'm giving him a little bit of shit, but like for him over. to be plus twelve over in one day, like, and he's actually not even done. He has two holes to play. Um, but uh, I mean, that's bad. Focus on the Buck Club. I, I, I love your Utah golf course thing and so that could be great 12 over is it is it a par 72 yeah is it mm, no is it they not. playing it as a 71 don't they usually at the u.s open's always like a par yeah. 70 or 71 so he's definitely not going to break 80 <laughs> to quote so we um i'd like playing to, it as a 71 so i'd like to get uh club pro guy on here one time, and when he was uh, interviewing Smiley Kaufman, <laughs> so he, he was talking to Smiley last year. He goes, "So when you're coming down the 18th fairway, and you've got a chance to break 80, <laughs> how does that?" Feel? <laughs> I mean, I I, I I just couldn't believe he just asked that. <laughs> you got a chance. If to you, break 80. <laughs> my, my favorite, actually, was his quote this week. The bigger the event, the more you have to try to steer it around the golf course. You have to hold on with white knuckles. You won't win, but you'll rarely embarrass yourself. I could cry. I mean, Zach Blair, I think, needed to look at that advice this week and ouch. kind of steer it around a little bit. Ouch. But ouch. ouch. Um, sorry, Zach. Um, too bad. That's... So sad. But Buck Club, good stuff. Love the Buck Club. Is there any chance he could tin cup it? You know, and what tin cup shoot an eighty the first day, you come know, back, it, shoot a sixty-two, and make the cut? Hey, here's the thing: Zach's a very good golfer, um, and and no different than you or I, um, and a lot of other players. I think you know you have a bad day, you have an off day, and and stuff just compounds and whatever it happens. Like I'm, I I'm not I'm not trying to be like too negative Nancy here you and I can easily go out and shoot some shitty rounds just no different than any professional can and we've seen it happen I, I feel a little bit bad for him um, because I think he was excited about qualifying and getting in there but maybe that's what kind of pushed him over the edge he put so much effort yeah. and energy into that I mean, he shot like four or five hundred to get through I bet. right yeah I mean you got to obviously play really well I mean there were some other great guys that I, I don't know. Have you ever played in an open qualifier or anything like that? No, have you? No. I, I mean, the, be, the best I've done is do like an Indian amateur qualifier. But and I play like shit. <laughs> the one time I did that. I we're, two times we're, I We're going to do the fort, right? We'll do the um, mid-am for the Indy. Is that an Indy mid-am? PGA, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to play for the uh, U.S. The U.S. Mid Am. It's up in um, Fort yeah. Wayne. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I know we got to get into that. But um, excited about the open. 
hopefully you all enjoyed our ramblings uh, about golf and hockey and football and whatever else we were talking about. Um, we look to have a guest on, on our next episode. And so uh, we appreciate everybody that's listening. But we're going we're gonna to roll into our review of a beverage. So we will be right back in just a second. Okay, so we're going to move into our final little uh, segment here where we talk about a, uh, a concoction that we've discovered. Um, we didn't really discover it. John and I have had this in the past, especially when we travel down south. So, uh, But it was the first time I've seen it. It was, it, it was at the Kroger. So it was at Kroger. Um, they actually had a deal. It, was, uh, it wasn't like a great deal. It was like 10 or 15% off if you bought three six packs of craft beer. So I ended up buying three six packs of craft beer, got my 10, 15% off at, at the Kroger. Um, but we picked up, uh, I picked up a six pack of sweet water, extra pale ale 420. And anybody from the South has probably had this. So if you're from Georgia or the Carolinas or something like that, it's probably a staple. It's, it, it's very easy to find every time I've gone down there for anything. Um, it's been something that's pretty easy to find, whether it's at a golf club or a restaurant, on tap at a bar. correct. I've said I've had it on draft at a restaurant, whatever, but so this is kind of the common beer, but, um, let's give it a whirl here, John, and, uh, give people a little bit of a review. Um, you know, for me, uh, it, it, it teases you to, to make you think that it's an IPA, which is interesting. Um, even though it's a pale ale and that's because there is a little bit of a bitterness to it. Um, uh, but not anything that's overpowering, like it's something. very drinkable. Correct. So could you um, crush these? I don't know if you could crush these. Like if you were at a, like on a boat more than a a few, like two, out in the hot sun. I think because it still has like a little bit of a a bitterness to it. Five point seven alcohol, so it's a little bit. It's not. It's not crazy, but it's not like coarse light. Above, it's not coarse it's a, light. It's a shade above a Steve. Yeah. So, um, I think I could probably drink three or four of these and be pretty comfortable, though. Which to me, that's like a nice evening hanging out on the porch or something like that. You know, like with with the neighbors or something, you know, you, you drink three or four of these and you're good where you don't feel like you have to switch in the middle. Um, actually, you know what it really reminds me of the, uh, all day IPA. I like this better than the all day IPA. I like it better too. I think it's smoother. This is a um, good beer, but, but my point is drinkability, lighter alcohol volume still gives you a little bit of a, like a hint that it's trying to be an IPA, but it's not. I would gift this to any beer I, lover. I think anybody who likes craft beer would really enjoy this. Um, uh, I don't think you're, 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 I, I don't think people that, you know, are like your domestic kind of, you know, drinker kind of thing. I don't think they're going to like it still because I think it, they're still too, it's too, a little still too hoppy um, for them. But do you know what we should, yeah, you did, we did it one time where you just like, Drink like Miller Light and Bud Light, and like we did like a blind. Do you remember that? We did the blind taste test for the Masters. Yeah, and it, I mean, when I drink like a Miller Light or a Bud Light, it just—it's not good. It's not. I just don't enjoy it. No, Steve Light is 
better than most, but it's still not good. Do you like it better than Miller Lite? Yes. Miller Lite, I think, tastes like... I think it just tastes like piss. So, <laughs> I, I I mean, it's... And I, sorry, Miller Lite fans, but I... I, 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 I don't... I would, I would much rather drink a Coors Light, which basically doesn't taste like anything. I mean, it, it really doesn't. I mean, there's like nothing there in a Coors Light. It's basically just drinking water when I drink Coors Light. I'd much rather drink a Coors Light than a Miller Lite. And I'd put Steve Light at the top of the light game. But... I don't know. I don't like any of them. This is basically like the, the... I tell you, you know what? what's interesting about this? Um, this could be like your intro to craft beer. This could be interesting right here. Like if somebody... Could be like a blue moon? Uh, no, no. That's a whole different that, category. That, that, like, used that, to, that used to be the intro. It used to be. I think this is like your intro to craft beer right now. Could be. A Possible. better intro because it's because it's got a little hoppy to it. Yeah. You don't want to offend people with like some aggressive IPA. I but could have it with some pizza. <laughs> I could crush a wheel right now, <laughs> as we've said before. All right, with that, uh, good luck to uh, Ricky Fowler this weekend. Get good a luck. Rick. Good luck to Xander Shoffley this weekend. Good luck to El Tigre Woods this weekend. And, of course, I, honestly, here's my deal. I would love to see Bruce Cupcake win his third freaking U.S. Open in a row and uh, just tell people to go stuff it because they, I mean, anyway, nobody, st- they still don't even give him credit. They still, he still doesn't even get the respect that he deserves. The guy's amazing. Amazing Agreed. player. All right, man. Go out there, hit more greens. Well, actually, you don't really have to. You can still shoot 70 if you only hit 11 greens. But go out there, hit more greens. Just score better. See ya.